morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Cottage Tech, episode 23. Hey, Bruce, it's so good to be back up here. Hello. Hello, Bruce. Oh, sorry, I was just into this new beer here. Okay, hang on. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome. Yada, yada, you know, you know the drill. Oh, God, yeah, I'm so okay. tired. I just Check the notes, Bruce, 23. I was, out, I was out dancing last night really late, got home. I don't know what time it was. It was well after 1. Had to walk the dog. By the time I got to bed, it was 2.30. Uh, well, it was one fifteen, and then I went and logged on and checked my email and found out that they set the time back tonight or forward. or what. Anyway, I lost an hour. Suddenly it was 2.15 in the morning, and I still wasn't in bed. I'm so tired. Does this mean we're supposed to change clocks this weekend? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, they go forward or back? Uh, let me think. In the spring, spring forward. In the fall, fall back. So so it's spring forward? Spring forward. Move it ahead an hour. You lost some sleep. So we move ahead an hour? Yes. Okay, great. Hey, we're done. Hey, Bruce. Oh. It's been great. We're hey. out of here. Good night. Out of here. Hey, have a good time. Um, We're still here. Yeah, well, I still got some beer left, Cliff. Hey, actually, you know, I mean, while you were out, like, like dancing and tripping the light, fantastic. Hey, I was. Uh, had a great time. Uh, yeah, well, um, we drove up last night. And I gotta tell you, man. I thought you'd been here for two days, the, man. The, the, no, I, we drove up last night in the okay. cottage road. Mm-hmm. It's it's really rough. Hey, you're president of the road committee. I thought you were supposed to get this damn thing plowed every winter. Hey, you know a couple of things here, Cliff. First, it's it's like a bobsled track. It's it's March. It's been raining and freezing and snowing and whatever. Yeah, but I don't and have to steer the truck. I just bounce it off the snowbanks. Well, hey, at least the snowbanks are wide enough to bounce off of. When I was up last time, which was around, well, back in February. I mean, the doors were almost scraping the side of the friggin' snowbanks. It was so narrow, and we had so much snow this winter. It was unbelievable. Yeah, we've had a lot of snow. So say thank you, uh, Bruce, for getting the snowbanks pushed back. Thank you, Bruce, for getting, uh, for getting the snowbanks pushed back. How the hell did they do that? Oh, jeez, a shovel, a whole lot of beer, and many... No, seriously. Well, no, man, we you should have called we, me. We, I would have been here for you. We had to push snowbanks back. Not on what, your life. What, one of the other roads being plowed by the same guy actually shut down because they could not get the plow down the road. Every time you go down, you, you, you push the snow up. The plow pushes snow up in the snow banks. You start off with it fairly wide. And we're, we're a narrow road to start with through the bush. But as it builds up, every snow plow, it, it comes in a little closer. And it got to the point, because we had so, many, so much snow, that the snow plow couldn't get down the road. And the, one of the other roads just decided to shut down. That was it. They said, heck with it. And we decided that, you know, we really needed to keep the road open for the people who live on the road as well as the people who come up every weekend or even the people who come up once in a while. And also for the emergency vehicles, should there be a fire or something so they can get in. Heaven forbid us podcast recorders would ever have an emergency at the cottage. Well, I and mean, you'd hate to run out of beer and not be able to get back up the road with a beer supply. Isn't the brewer's retail truck considered an emergency vehicle? Uh, you know what? It, it may be, but it wouldn't have got up the road. Okay, we got we got to fix this. you got to get those snowbanks pushed back. And that was a challenge. This The plow wasn't big enough or strong enough in the front of the truck to do that. And with some melting and freezing, the snowbanks get pretty darn solid. So you've got to really, if you're if you're going to push them back with a plow, you got to just literally plow into it, back up, plow in. And, you know, if you're doing a kilometer or two, that can take a long, long time, and it's pretty rough going. Good morning. 
Good afternoon, Clem, are you, welcome to... Are you asleep over there? What kind of straight man are you? I'm waiting I'm, for I'm a question. Sorry, sorry. I went to the, I Cliff, went to you're the, supposed to say, well, how did you do that, Bruce? So, oh, so, great master of, of the head of the road committee. Sorry, I went to pour a glass of wine. <laughs> oh, so how did you do that, Bruce? Great master and president of the road committee? Can I go money, another Cliff, glass of wine? Money solves all problems. You threw money at it? We absolutely did. Damn, no duct tape, no beer? No duct tape, no deck oh, screws. Man. Uh, it might have been some beer. I'm not sure. I'm, I, I hope there was some beer. But. No, actually, we had to bring somebody else in. And uh, and this is really kind of neat. The guy's got a bobcat, which is something I would have loved to drive one day. I mean, I just think that's the ultimate toy is a bobcat. But here's a bobcat, and he mounts on front of it what is effectively a huge industrial snowblower. Now, you know, I think... This takes me back to another story of my little snowblower. But before I get into that, this thing is just, you know, it's big. And he just goes down, and this thing literally crunches up the snowbank and blows it back in the bush. Of course, he has to be careful because our road isn't that well marked that he doesn't go too far into the ditch and kind of disappear. But he was able to chew back, you know, foot on each side and get the thing... Chewbacca? Chewbacca, yeah. And get the thing wide enough so that the the snowplow could get come back down and, and keep the road clear. That's the only way. Otherwise, as as per the other road uh, that's connected to us, we would have had to shut down and, and just not got back in. So it's, it's, it, it's a great thing to know that when you're dealing with the country that uh, has a lot of snow, and we've never, we've never had this problem before, but we, you know, the weather's changing, that you've got some alternatives. When these things build up, that there are tools that you can use to uh, to solve some of these problems. Yeah, and you got a snowblower. Why didn't you use that? Oh well, you know, to start with, it wouldn't do the whole road. But my snowblower is, uh, yeah, this is another embarrassing story. It's a, a smaller one from the city, and uh, it's not one of those little sidewalk things that they call electric shovels or whatever. It's a little bigger than that, but it's really not made for this type of weather out here. However, I brought it out, and it was good enough to kind of clear a path around the cottage and a clear path out to where we parked the cars so we could walk in. And I've only had it up here two winters. And the thing was getting crankier and crankier, and then it crapped out on me completely. So at the same time, my buddy Cliff, who's pretty technical, uh, was up, and the power went out, and the generator crapped out. So I'm up here with two important pieces of equipment, a snowblower and a generator, both of yeah, which Yeah, the generator's got to go back to the city to be fixed. Remember, that was last Well, both episode. of which had to be crapped out. But, you know, it's snowing every week. The power only goes out here every, what, two, three, four months, right? So which one are you going to need sooner? And how do you get the generator out if you don't have a path plowed? You know, the, to carry that thing out is, is brutal. So the decision was made by myself at the point of time. I can only have room in the car for one of them anyway to haul back. So I'm going to take the back the snowblower because once the snowblower is fixed, then I can plow a, a path out, and then I can take out the generator and get it fixed. Kind of makes sense. Bad decision. Uh-oh. I took the generator in. They looked at it. First they said the it would generator? need a... Generator? Yeah. They, oh, sorry. I took the snowblower in. They looked at it. First they said it would need a new carb thing or whatever. I don't know what that stuff is. And then when I went back to look at it, they said, well, we didn't fix it because uh, the engine mount's gone and yada, 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 and it's going to cost... I mean, it was going to cost me more than the damn snowblower cost me originally. 
So I said, well, I'll forget it. I'll throw it in the back. I'll take it home for Cliff. He can fix it and play with it when he's, you know, he's technical when he's got some spare like, time. Like I fixed the generator. Yeah, exactly. So there anyway, the generator at that point, uh, I came back down. I was having uh, several people up for uh, New Year's, including several women who really didn't want to use outhouses. And uh, I get up here, and lo and behold, now I got no sn- no snowblower, so I shovel. I, I, how long is the driveway, you think, Cliff, that I shoveled up? Oh, it's got to be it's got to be got to be 100, 150 feet. Yeah, well, he took me it took me over three hours to shovel just a, a, a narrow path, not shoveling the whole driveway. And of course, the power goes out. Windstorm, tree goes down on the power lines. Bang, we're toast. And Cliff had been up before and couldn't get the generator going. As I said, it wasn't working. And here I am. I made a decision to take a snowblower out. And they couldn't even fix it. And now I'm sitting down here with a snowblower and a generator, neither of which work. I mean, sure. how could I make the bad decision? I could, If I'd taken the generator up, at least I would have had power. Now i got nothing, and I'm sitting up here. you got a shovel. Yeah, that's great, eh? Uh, and what do you do when you want to go to the bathroom? Shovel. Yeah, right. Well, I don't. Well, I know, but yeah, you got ladies coming up. I'm sure that's going to work. So that's the nice thing about having a cottage out in the woods, Bruce. There's lots of trees. No oh, yeah. Lighting. Yeah. Well, you tell the ladies that when they come up, okay? Next time. They got no sense of humor, Bruce. I know. I know. They got no sense of humor. Anyway, that's an, that's another story. But th- that's some of the things you deal with in the winter with the snow in the cottages. You, you just don't know what to expect. And when you deal with something with the mechanical stuff breaks, so what do you do? Do you fix a snowblower? You fix a generator. Well, the odds are you're going to need the snowblower first. In this case, wrong. I needed the generator first. So I'm sitting up here like a real dummy with no power, with 10 people about to arrive at my doorstep. And I got no toilets, no lights, nothing. And uh, at least the manual shovel works. I mean, I took the wrong thing in the city. And then on the roads themselves, when you get this type of snowfall that we've had the last two years and this year in particular... Things happen that you don't even anticipate. It just never occurred to me that the snowplow would not be able to get down the road. So it's great that there are some alternatives that you've got to to widen the roads. And these are things you don't normally think of. So it's good to have those in your back pocket, know they're available, know they're, they're out there for you to take advantage of. So that's kind of my story, a Cliff, of this winter and some of the challenges we faced. And we did keep coming up, and we're up here again. Well, I'm... I'm seriously thinking that you should get rid of your sissy, I mean, sorry, city snowblower and uh, buy yourself a bobcat skid steer. Hey, it is a sissy city snowblower, and, and I would love and, to get a bobcat, but I don't have enough money, Cliff. And an industrial, I'm thinking like a, like a, a, like a, like a 48-inch snowlander, uh, triple stage, dual auger. Hey, hey, Cliff, is this the point where I, where I go and say, hey, if you want this broadcast to keep going... Please send your money in because we want to survive the winter. Help us dig out of this snowbank. Just send your money to Post Office Box 359. Help the homeless in the winter snowbank. Please send your money. Checks under $100 will be welcomed grudgingly. But if you got more than 1000 hey, send it down, and we're going to be able to survive the winter. Is it, I'm actually, not sure. Maybe I should actually, do that. Actually, what I'm thinking is 10% of your income and anything more will be considered a love donation. Okay. That works for me. That works for me, too. And I can just get really disgusting on that last point. But I won't what go there. Maybe we should put a PayPal button on the website. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just call me Tammy Faye. 
they're, they're, <laughs> okay, you keep batting your eyes like that, dude, and I'm out of here. You're, you are on your own after that one. Nobody has that much eye makeup. No kidding. Hey, by the way, um, uh, we got no beer tonight, man. Uh, you may not have any beer. I got some beer. I got, but, I got some stuff here that's actually, you know, it's quite good. I'm not a big red well, so, beer person. Oh, are, are we are we doing the taps cream ale tonight? That's the one. Oh, put that by the microphone while you uh, pop uh, that cap. It's in there. I've no, been sucking worry, this thing back there. through the whole show. Yes, this is a an amber beer, but it's also a cream ale. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is this marketing red cream ale? I don't know. We t- we we decided we were going to kind of try to focus on 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 Canadian beers instead of. Some of the weird, you know, uh, wussy American stuff and, the, you know, the la-la, shishi, you know, UK beers and stuff like that. Uh, we we're going to try to look a little bit more at the Canadians, certainly the, uh, the Ontario craft breweries. Actually, Cliff, before we started this program, we were going to focus on wine. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, hey, look, like I said at the very beginning when we started this whole thing, we weren't going to script things. Spontaneity is important. And the first thing we do when we write things down is we throw it in the garbage. So as much as we were going to do wine, and you had a brilliant story about a wonderful imported wine. Yeah, well, we'll save that for another show. We're going to have to do that on another <laughs> one because we can't lose that. But, yeah, this is interesting. It's a, uh, it's brewed from uh, at a place on Niagara on the Lake called Taps Brewing Company, and it's a red cream ale. So, yeah, I get a funny feeling they're pushing it as far as the market is concerned. Is it uh, a, a red or is it a, a cream ale? Well, well I, I, think it it's, I think it's more of a cream ale. It's definitely a cream ale. Yeah, definitely. Hey, and I think, the red, I think the red is more uh, food coloring. Did you pour it in? Oh, yeah, you did pour it in a glass. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's got red. Oh, it's definitely got the red colors. Uh, you know, it's, it's <laughs> hey. building off the Rickards, but the taste-wise, the texture on the tongue... Uh, definitely more of a cream ale, and it and it is good. It's very nice. Hey, and for, it's from Niagara on the Lake, which, by the way, for those of you who don't know, is the prime wine territory of Ontario. That's where the wine came in. I knew we had to get in there somewhere. And, and by the way, Bruce, for for all of our avid listeners that follow, um, Cliff, do we have avid li- listeners? Uh, apparently, we have one or two. Oh yeah. Um, other than you and me, and, and my um, father, and the poor people that get stuck at the cottage while we're doing this. Um, <laughs> According to our avid listeners that know the benchmark by which we measure everything, uh, this is definitely redder than a silver bullet. Oh, well, there's no question. I mean, a silver bullet has slightly more color than water. So. Actually, I think the lake water here is redder than a silver bullet. Now, this is interesting because they don't bullet. say they adhere to the Bavarian whatever it is law of 1600 and whatever, 47. Does it say they adhere to anything? Well, they do mention... Sorry about that roughness on the road. Uh, we is, brew is using it only with potable water. <laughs> we brew only using four ingredients: pure filtered water, select hops, choice barley malt, and yeast. So they're going along with the Bavarian uh, tradition. Sounds pretty damn close. And, and as I said, ironically, you know, Niagara Lake is in the uh, wine belt, and uh, it does say from the heart of Ontario's wine country, our brewery. I mean, I find that little. Why would you say from the heart of our wine country, our brewery? I mean, it just... Do you ever get the like, feeling... What's the I mean, connection there, other than trying to, to sell and leverage off the wine industry? I don't understand that. Do you ever I, think I, that maybe they're Chablis, like, bit the bullet? I don't know. I don't agree with that. I think they're just capitalizing on something that's got nothing to do with the beer. 
Hey, what the heck? Taps Brewing Company in uh, in Niagara on the Lake. It's 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 not a bad beer. It's excellent. I enjoy it. It's so much different uh, than it's. It's not a hopsy beer. It's definitely cream ale. Very full. Very uh, yeah. very kind of meaty. And of course, you know we've we've got a we've we've got to go down another path, which is of course plug-in websites. Um, oh, because this this red cream ale, this Taps Brewery. You know, if you want more, you can go out to dub 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 tapsbeer.ca and visit the website and uh, do some uh, hey pff, do some online research what else do you do when you're in front of the keyboard uh, are you plugging websites you're not plugging mine Cliff I have to take this opportunity then um, if anybody's lifting, listening listening okay you're, okay. you're not going to do, do a, a, a John C. Dvorak and start a drink absolutely game, I have two websites I just created uh, one recently because I write fiction and definitely tune in to www.bruceahanson.com. Do not do, well, I'm not saying not to do it, uh, but if you do brucehanson.com, you'll get a cartoonist. That is not me. Bruceahanson.com. Okay, dude. And you'll see some of my writing, my fiction. Dude, I'll risk a lawsuit. Don't yeah. do brucehanson.com. Why not? He's a cartoonist. Exactly. That's what you I said. You don't want a cartoonist, man. You want bruceahanson.com. Well, yeah, it depends what you're looking for. Because you get to have a drink. You can have a drink anytime you want. Well, okay. I'm just trying to help you out, buddy. The other website, if you're in Toronto or coming to Toronto, www.smalltowntoronto.com gives you the best in entertainment in Toronto, and I mean the best. I do not mean the most expensive, because to me, most expensive does not equate to the best. In fact, most expensive often equates to the most commercial. And 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 dude, let's face it. When you're two guys doing cottage tech, the last thing you can afford to do is do the most expensive <laughs> entertainment. You're we're, looking for the best and the cheapest. We're talking value and entertainment. We're talking neighborhood pubs. We're talking places that tourists don't go. We're talking the places where there is either no cover charge, it's pay what you can. If you want to contribute to the artists on stage, you like them, Go ahead and do it. Uh, if you don't, don't. Or if there is a cover charge, it's in the neighborhood of 5 to $10. We're not talking breaking the bank. We're talking small, intimate locations. And intimate, I don't mean romantic. I just mean you're close to the band. If you want to talk to the performers after, they're there for you. Uh, friendly places where you can s- turn around to the person at the next table, say hello, introduce yourself. The people are going to smile and say hi back to you. This... This is what the website's about, and I'll tell you, there's some of the best entertainment you'll find in the world in Toronto, and you'll find them in the small locations, and hey, uh, that's dude, what the site is dedicated to. I'll tell you, I, I go to several of these places. I've got places listed I don't currently go to. I've heard about. I will go to them all, and uh, if you're coming to Toronto, check out this website, hit these places, support these local entertainers. I'm telling you. They are better than most of the the commercial people out there. These are people who are just love doing what they're doing. And I, I can't say enough about the site. I can't say enough about the performers. Uh, hey, smalltowntoronto.com, Hey, you've done a good job on it. It's, uh, it's, it's where the locals go. It's the local places. It's where the local artists play. Um, it's... Uh, it's it's you know I'm, hey it's like I don't know I don't know not quite sure how to describe it. it's just it's a local pub it's where you go after work when you uh, you want to go grab a pint and see uh, you know see some local talent play and stuff like that I mean everybody no matter where they live they've always got the as they say in the UK they've got the local where they go 
And uh, that's what it's all about. You know, when you're in a big city like Toronto, it's easy to get lost in the whole big city thing and lose sight of the uh, lose sight of the local and that whole kind of atmosphere. And it's 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 great that you're doing something to uh, to help certainly to help visitors in Toronto and people from other neighborhoods in Toronto find the various locals and where where bands are playing and uh, find some good entertainment and good musicians and and uh, some 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 neat places to go. Yeah, and right now I'm I'm focusing more on um, I'm not going into punk and rock just because there's so much transition there and so much change and it's not something that I know I may go into that in the future but right now it's mainly focused on jazz on country folk, blues uh, kind of roots music bluegrass Just I, here's an example Dakota Tavern 12 bucks gets you I mean there's no cover charge you can walk in and stand there and listen all you want you can sit at the table and, and pay nothing and listen to the bluegrass band. A small dance floor if you want to get up. You'll have young families there with kids dancing. But you can also order the $12 breakfast, and that's $12 for all you can eat. It's not a buffet. You get initially a plate with scrambled eggs, pancakes, your choice of ham, bacon, or sausage, unlimited orange juice, coffee, tortilla, and you can refill the plate as many times as you want with whatever you want. Uh... For twelve bucks, and you get the band included. Where can you go better than that? Reservoir hey, Lounge, Jazz. Bruce, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that you found a bar that has bands and serves breakfast. Oh, it's it's a great full marks, dude. It's a great brunch Sunday brunch, the bluegrass brunch, um, the Reservoir Lounge. Some of the best jazz in the city. And what's it going to cost you? You think you know? Go in the concert hall for 150 bucks. Uh, 200 bucks a seat, 50 bucks a seat at the smaller concert. No, it's going to cost you five bucks. Five bucks to get in for some of the best swing, boogie woogie jazz that you can get, not only in Toronto, but in the world. So check out the site. I mean, I'm really excited about it. It's uh, the hey, type Bruce. of places I go to. Check out my blog. Hey, Bruce. Yep. Um, okay, so I got to shut up. I just, I no, just, no, I no, just no, go over because no, no, I Bruce. just think this is so great. Bruce, the drinking game is every time you say, the URL for the blog. Mm-hmm. People have to have a drink. Okay. Um, oh, excuse the, me. Just the way you're going, I'm going to die of thirst. Mm. So, so what's the name of the site, dude? Uh, www.smalltowntoronto.com. One word. So that would be smalltowntoronto.com. Exactly. Or awesome. small, smalltowntoronto.ca. They both get you to the same place. You're kidding. You actually... Okay. Hey, I figured no. out how. Not only did I figure out how to register two domain names. I mean, this, if you're listening, when you this, had you, the choice between one domain name and a six-pack, or two domain names, and I took two, and I actually figured out how to direct one to the other one. I mean, that's pretty amazing for me. You went two domain names and no six-pack, and no six-pack. Man, I'm impressed because I got news for you. CottageTech.com. It's CottageTech.com. There ain't no CA. There ain't no .net. There ain't no .tv. There ain't no .whatever. Well, at SmallTownToronto.com, we go all the way. I, hey, I was on my way to the beer store when I registered the domain, and that's why. <laughs> well, anyway, drop by, check it out. Uh, I, the, the performer we're featuring this month is Alejandra Rivera. Incredible voice. Uh, click on her picture. Uh, I, I, I can't even describe the song that, that we'll play. You've got to listen to it. She is just amazing. I've listened to her several times. And, uh, you know, these, these people should be traveling the world making tons of money. They're not. They don't have the promotion behind them. 
and and it's it's a terrible thing for them it's an incredible opportunity for all of us who enjoy live entertainment awesome dude hey dude mm. uh time for another taps red cream ale well i'm still sucking this one down yeah okay hey we should uh we should see it seriously see about getting out of here we got uh, things to do places to go and um and people um, to see i think we i think we got a deck to shovel okay so let's get let's, a barbecue Let's, uh, you know what? We got a couple things here, though. Uh, we haven't talked about tool of the day or turkey of the day, so I think we should just really quickly wrap up with those. Okay, so who's turkey of the day? Can we knock that one off real quick? No, absolutely. I mean, we have had so much snow this year uh, to the point where the first time ever the snowplow is going to get down the road. There's absolutely no question in my mind, if you agree, turkey of the day is the weatherman. The meteorologist brought us all this crap. I mean, he keeps telling us ahead of time, so he's obviously responsible. Hey, I don't care what he says about nature and religion and science, man. If the, the, the weatherman, he's responsible. And if you can find me a weatherman that can defend himself against that, bring him on. Because, uh, yeah, I'm there, man. So Mr. and Mrs. and Ms. and whatever meteorologist, you guys, for this winter. of the day. You got it. Hey, what about tool of the day, dude? Well. There's, there's, with this much snow, there's got to be one. Well, I think when we talk about the roads, what I had never heard of this before. So I will go with... Uh, with this guy with well not the guy but his tool which is a snowplow or sorry the snowblower on top of the bobcat i mean that is the greatest thing i've ever heard of so it's got it you know i still say you got to buy yourself a bobcat to get scared oh i'd love to have one the snowlander 48 triple stage there's i mean if i had a bobcat with you know a hoe on the front Sorry. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. We're not, we're not going to McTeer this weekend, Bruce. We're not going to McTeer this weekend. Forget that was a backhoe. Sorry, backhoe on the front. <laughs> I'd have that drainage you problem at the you. top of the road fixed already. <laughs> you if there was a hoe on the front, I'd have a different drainage problem fixed. <laughs> In the words of Todd Rundgren, yeah, we got to get you a woman. Okay, before I get myself really into trouble, maybe we should sign off here, Cliff. Awesome. <laughs> Time to go grab ourselves another... Red cream ale. Hey, okay. So we out of here? <laughs> I, I think I'm past due. I sure as hell hope so, dude. Hey, we'll catch you up next time. I hope so. Good night. Good night. Well, that's episode 23 of Cottage Tech. Boy, it's been a rough winter at the cottage this winter. Record snowfalls, record number of snowfalls, record size and accumulation. It's been a tough one. Almost had to close a cottage road this winter. First time that's ever happened. Not a pleasant thing either with a few people actually living up at the cottage, up at cottage country uh, uh, all year round, especially in the winter on that cottage road. We've got about three people now that are living there full time, so it wouldn't be a good thing. Luckily, there's a local guy with a, uh, an industrial-grade snowblower mounted on a bobcat skid steer. We're able to get him to uh, come down the cottage road and cut the snowbanks back so that our usual snowplow guy could get back to snowplow on the road and had somewhere to push the snow so we could get back in. And, uh, of course, it was a good thing we could because we were able to get up in the spring, early, early spring before the snow melted, and get back to enjoying the country after being holed up in the city all winter. Of course, with Bruce being holed up in the city all winter, he's been... Becoming a member of the, trying to become a member of the Digerati, uh, working on a whole bunch of webby stuff, trying to make some money on the web, and trying to find out how to do things on the web. 
And, uh, of course, this time up at the cottage, shamelessly plugging his website. Uh, I guess i got to give him credit for it. He's worked hard on these things. He's learned a lot. He's come a long way. So I'm kind of proud of him. He's done well. So by all means, visit him at BruceAHanson.com. He's a, he is a published uh, author and writer, and he's got all kinds of small stories, um, short stories and uh, novels, stuff like that up there. And, of course, if you're coming to Toronto, SmalltownToronto.com for, for what's going on. Hey, I usually want to find out who... Uh, what local talent is playing what local what local uh, establishments it's a good place to go to find out all that info um, and of course speaking of uh, local talent and local, local pubs and, and beer the beer of the episode Taps Red Cream Ale uh, from the Taps Brewery down in Niagara Peninsula wine country uh, www.tapsbeer.ca uh, you can find them in the beer stores it was a pretty good beer it was, it was up there a good, a good Ontario craft brewery. You gotta like them, uh, and we're gonna focus on more of them. Hey, tool of the day. Obviously, that uh, snowblower mounted on the Bobcat. You gotta like it. Makes lots of noise. Burns gas. Throws snow an awful long way, and uh, it's a pretty cool tool. Of course, turkey of the day has got to be the meteorologist, or AKA the weatherman. Uh, nut bar for predicting whatever he predicted and basically all we got was snow all winter so uh, so he's definitely the turkey of the probably the turkey of the season I think not just turkey of the day uh, maybe we'll redo that anyway I also want to wish a special thank you to Jeremiah Fleming of potsafeaudio.com for the uh, the intro and the outro music that you're listening to in the background um, like that stuff uh, we've been using his stuff from the start so always want to wish him a big thank you you can find out more about him at podsafeaudio.com and you'll also find a link to him on our website. So by all means, go to cottagetech.com and follow the link to Jeremiah Fleming at podsafeaudio.com. Anyway, it's been, a, it's been a fun one. It's early spring. Time to start getting back up to the cottage to get all kinds of uh, manner done. So, uh, hey, on behalf of Bruce Hansen, I'm Cliff Robertson. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Hope you get to your cottage. <laughs>